Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hey everyone, welcome to the Building Heroes podcast, and we are on episode 92, and today I'm excited to introduce you to Michelle Beckner, and she's a homeschool mom of three, and actually I'm going to go ahead and just let you tell your story and where you are now and what your job is, because it's pretty unique, something that I hadn't even thought about. (laughs) for sure well thanks yeah thank you first of all for having me I'm so excited to have this conversation um, about the hero's journey and you know whenever I think of the hero's journey I always think of my favorite movie of all time Moana (laughs) because I feel like she and her grandma make like the best hero's journey together so whenever I tell my story I think of myself as Moana (laughs) when she (laughs) has her moment where she wants to give up on her boat but I just had to throw that out there. But anyway, so um, like Molly said, my name is Michelle. I'm a homeschooling mom of three. This is actually my first year homeschooling. I have a first grader, sorry. Yeah, first grader, a second grader. And then I also have a two and a half year old at home. So I need to try to figure out (laughs) what to do with her while I'm working with the other two. Um, But it's been an adventure so far, but it's been really fun. And I really do love it. Um, I am a certified health coach. I coined the term a cyclical nutritionist. So um, as Molly said, what I do is like uh, maybe a little different from normal health coaching stuff, but, and as I go through my story, it'll kind of all make sense. Like my culmination of knowledge, how I ended up where I am now. Um, But what I do is um, really understanding like the energies, not just of your cycle, like as a woman, but the energies of the seasons and the moon and how that all sort of um, connects and how it's. Um, kind of how you can use it to live like a more simplified life, a healthier life, a life that's more fun. Like you can use it to your advantage in so many ways. Once you start paying attention to the energy within you and around you and using them. So I use it um, for my health, meal planning, for homeschool planning, for everything. And it just, it makes it really fun. And sometimes it, it might seem really complicated at first, but once you kind of like start really working with it and realizing that it's just sort of a guide or a blueprint print rather than like a firm, like this is what you have to do kind of thing. It's really, really fun. So um, yeah, let me start with sort of journey to what got me to this interesting place of work. Um, I guess I'll, start, I'll try to make it as quick as I can, but I'm still gonna start with little Michelle. <laughs> who always loved being outside and playing in the woods and being in nature. I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to be a writer, like all airy fairy things like that was me. And um, I was encouraged, which is not a bad thing at all, but I was encouraged like by my parents, by my teachers. Um, They're like, Michelle, you're smart. You're good at math and science. Like you should go into engineering or you should go into something like that. So I was like, okay, I'll go to engineering even though it was completely different from anything that I ever wanted to do when I was when I was a little girl. Um, so I got my degree in chemical engineering. And um, it's funny looking back because I can now see how I like slowly sort of moved away from the person who I was and who I wanted to be um, as a young girl. But at the time, it was just like my life was evolving and I didn't even really realize until I looked back. Um, So I was working for an engineering, a big um, chemical company for a few years, 
we actually, so I was born and raised in the Northeast, um, went to college there, everything in Pennsylvania. Um, after a few years working there, my husband and I moved down for a job opportunity for me um, in Louisiana. So we were living just outside of New Orleans. Um, and looking back now, like from there, so I started, my first project was making solar panels. I was like, this is so cool. Like I'm doing sustainability, like I'm helping the earth. This is awesome. And then all of a sudden I find myself a few years later, uh, making rubber in a rubber plant in Louisiana, which now has been like, there's lawsuits there, like with um, pollution and like all this horrible stuff that makes me feel really bad. <laughs> um, and then that's when we decided we wanted pregnant with my first, with our, yeah, when we wanted to get pregnant and start trying to have kids. And so I've been on birth control, like a lot of us, since I was a teenager, like I was so disconnected from my body, so disconnected from my cycle. Like I had no idea what like a normal cycle was. I had no idea like how to get pregnant or like what it was to be like all that stuff. I had no idea. So um, since my periods were super irregular after being on birth control for so long, I really started to dive into like, learning about fertility and my cycle and all this sort of stuff. Um, and I realized, I learned that like, I had a bunch of issues I had, like my hormones were all out of whack. I had irregular periods. I had multiple miscarriages before I got pregnant. So, um, I was kind of learning all about that just for me so that we could have, so we can have a child. Um, so it took us a long time. It took us a, a few years and I finally got pregnant, um, right as we were moving back up to the Northeast, which in the end, like that worked out perfectly because that's where all my family was. So we were able to have the baby and raise her near family. Um, so fast forward a little bit, I'm still working in en my engineering job. Um, and like, as I'm getting closer and closer to going on maternity leave, like I had this voice inside of me, like, are you sure you want to go back to this job? after you have the baby, like, is this really what, what you want to do? So I had that little voice inside of me, but I didn't really act on it. Um, so, you know, I took, I took about five months off of maternity leave. So I took like a pretty long, long time away. And when I came back, I was like, I think that happens to so many of us, right? When we have kids, we realize how precious time is and we realize how important it is, like how we're spending our time. So that's when I sort of dove head first into figuring out like, okay, this isn't what I want to do. So what do I want to do? <laughs> like, do I want to be an artist? Do I want to open up an Etsy shop? Do I want to be a teacher? Do I want to be a librarian? Because I love to read. Like I was exploring like all the things, trying to find like what, my, what I was supposed to be doing. And at the same time, my daughter was struggling with um, food sensitivities. So I was learning. Now I'm at this point again, where I'm like learning, right? So I'm learning about um, eliminating dairy. I'm learning about gut health. I'm learning about eliminating sugar from my diet. Um, so I'm making all these like nutritional changes. So that's kind of what led me into the idea. I was like, should I go back to be a nutritionist or a dietitian? Or, and I landed on health coaching. So and this took a while to figure out like, <laughs> to finally land on this. So by the time I went to health coaching school, I was pregnant with my second. So, and I always joke that literally my business was born like, I think I did my first like public speaking thing when he was like six weeks old or something. My husband came with me. He was like holding, it was at a daycare. He was like holding my baby in the hallway while I did my presentation. And um, so I started out working as a nutrition consultant for cares and helping out, um, especially with the baby and like starting solids and breastfeeding and some toddler nutrition and things like that. So I did that for a while. 
um, mostly because my all had food sensitivities. Um, and I kept coming across other babies that had food sensitivities in the daycare that I was working at. So I did that for a long, long time until it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I don't really like this anymore. I've kind of outgrown my business. I've moved past it. And in the meantime, I'm still learning about my cycle. I'm learning so much about, um, I studied with this herbalist in, um, I work for actually, um, in England, she, um, she's the one that taught me like the energies of the seasons. I was learned diving more and more into like all this, like cyclical living sort of stuff, more than just like fertility, right? Like more than just like when I have my period and when I don't have my period or when can I get pregnant or when can I not get pregnant? Like I was learning all about like the energies of the moon and the seasons and, and your cycles and all that stuff. So I took about a year off from business to really figure out like what I wanted to do. And then I promise I'm almost at the end. (laughs) And then I had a neighbor, a really good friend of mine who um, she was trying to get pregnant with her first. So she was like, do you mind? Like, can I just come pick your brain about everything? Like how I can set myself up for a healthy pregnancy and, you know, and, and have like really good intentional pregnancy. Um, She's like, I'll pay you. I was like, all right, let's do this. You're my first client. This is going to be my new business. (laughs) So that's sort of how it happened. And ever since then, it's kind of spread. So I've worked with a lot of women who want to get pregnant, um, women who are pregnant. Um, this is kind of what I love to do because um, like making sure we have a healthy pregnancy so that we don't, babies don't have gut issues like mine did. And so they don't have food sensitivities, like whatever we can do, you know, it's not a hundred percent, we can prevent it, but there's certain things we can do to, um, to lessen the risk of your baby having food sensitivities or gut issues. So I work with with moms with fertility, with pregnant moms, with moms with irregular periods, like I dealt with um, for so long. And I just love how it all comes together, like the nature piece of it. Like so much of this is just like reconnecting with nature and understanding that our bodies are part of nature, right? And then understanding our bodies and how they're not the same every day. And once you start listening to your bodies and paying attention to your body, um, you really understand what you need, when you need it, how to provide it for yourself. And that's sort of like the jumping off point to just make life feel so much more simple and so much more effortless, whether it's health or homeschooling or meal planning or whatever it is. Like you start with this like foundational piece of understanding like the natural cycles around you and understanding your body. And then from there, it's like the possibilities are limitless. So that's sort of where I ended up (laughs) doing what I'm doing today. That is such a great story. And I love that story because it really is a great example of a hero's journey because, you know, you, you, you start making decisions based on whatever it may be, but then you start moving forward and along the way, you know, maybe sometimes you get redirected and there's a lot of that where we have to start listening to our own calls to action that come to our own heads. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like when you mentioned that, well, having kids does definitely change your whole mindset about mm-hmm. the purpose of life and, and time. And, you know, you said, are you sure you want to go back to this job? You know, right. it's those little signals that sometimes we ignore for a long time and they cause mm-hmm. more struggle in our life. And it's, it's hard because that's the comfortable thing to be doing, you know? And I, I love too, how you brought up, there's just a, there's just a lot of different little pivot points where you had different people come into your life and, and change things and shift things. 
And one, mm-hmm. one thing too, I always like to say is, you know, a lot of times on your hero's journey, you're going on this hero's journey, but really the biggest purpose is in life is to help other people, right? And mm-hmm. so a lot of times those struggles that we're going through, the hard things that we're doing in our lives on our journey, they they can feel so messy. <laughs> we feel mm-hmm. like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, or, I must be a big mess if I can't figure this out. But so often it's our messes that are our messages. Right. Oh, I love that. You know, and that's, that's totally what you're doing. You know, it's like, I'm sure that when you had all these cycle problems, you're not thinking, well, someday I'm going to go be a consultant. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, definitely not. I never thought of it as being, I thought it was just like a problem that I had to deal with. You know, right? I never thought it would be a thing that I would end up like teaching other people about. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes that helps me a lot when I'm in a challenge. I can, I can, well, not always, but sometimes I can look at it and say, you know, I'm going to figure out how to get through this challenge. And it might be helpful to somebody someday, maybe one of my Mm. own kids, maybe more than Mm. outside of my family or something, but who knows, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's always comforting to just know that like, you may have no idea what the reason for this difficult time is right now when you're in it but there is a reason for it. And maybe you'll find it out in a week or a month. Maybe it'll be a decade later that it'll make sense, but there's always a reason for your challenge. And it's, you'll, you'll be able to look at back and be like, and be thankful for it. Even though in the moment you're like, why, why is this happening? Yeah, totally. Cause I mean, there's a lot of hard things that people go through in this mm-hmm. world. And, you know, I think just having that perspective that it's really just a bigger part of our learning and growth as we're trying to get through these things. And we definitely learn a lot, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> these hard things. Hopefully we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, uh, I love that we have so much in common because you said that you were so good at math that they said you should go into engineering. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. And when I went yeah. to go to college, I'm like, I don't know what to major in. And my dad's like, well, why don't you just be an engineer? Cause you're good at math. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> but I was kind of the same type of kid too. Always outside, always creating, always, you know, doing stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, and and it is interesting when you become adult, you know, you do leave some of the childish things behind, but some of those things that you loved, you forget about. <laughs> right. Yeah. Isn't that so interesting? And then it's like, it's now it's like, as you become an adult, it's like re it's like remembering and relearning who you were. I found actually not like a couple of years ago, a journal of mine from when I was nine years old. And now like, I'll read it every once in a while, because it's such a good reminder of like, who was Michelle at nine years old and what was important to her then it's always such a good, like a good reminder of what was important to me then and, and how it can be still important to me now, if I just you know, if I just, yeah, I mean, there's a reason why we liked certain things when we were kids, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean we have to give it up just because we're responsible adults now. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. some of it, but you know, the, the right. childish things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> In the Senate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't be selfish or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And I definitely, I don't regret going to engineering school at all. Like, I think, you know, I, it's, it was a really, really valuable experience. And now like 
um, you know, I'm sure you understand too, like now my brain works in a, in a different way after going to engineering school and it's really helpful for, and it's really helpful for like any kind of work that you're doing to have that sort of like problem solving, troubleshooting sort of way of thinking. So I'm really thankful for that. And that's, you know, and it was part of my journey for a reason, right? Like maybe yeah. not because I was meant to be a chemical engineer forever, but because it taught me like this piece of, of what I can do in my business or just in life or, you know, teaching my kids or, or whatever. So, you know, I'm still, as I'm sure you are thankful for that piece of your journey, but it's just not, it didn't go the way that, that you had planned or thought it might go. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. And, and I, I too, am really thankful for my engineering background as well. I mean, I never actually even worked in the engineering field. I got mm-hmm. training and stuff and got the degree and and then I always joke, well, now I just engineer my family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I am grateful because it did teach me to think in a different, in certain ways and in a more, mm-hmm. I don't know, patterned way, perhaps mm-hmm. observant too. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's so cool. I actually grew up in the Northeast too. Well, Connecticut. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. I grew up in New Jersey. I try, I don't say it too often because I feel like people judge me right away when I say I'm from New Jersey, but that's me. (laughs) I don't have a problem with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. So you mentioned like energies around us and the seasons Mm -hmm. of energies, or I said that backwards, the energies Mm -hmm. seasons. So you, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that and how you can adapt your life to living in the energies of those seasons? Yeah, for sure. And one thing I find so interesting is like, you know, as humans in the past, it wasn't a choice. We had to adapt with the, with the seasons, right? That was just part of, part of life. We had to harvest at harvest time and we had to, you know, prepare for the winter and, we had, we, we had, we were forced to live through the seasons. Right. And now, I mean, I am so thankful for a lot of the modern conveniences we have. I think it's amazing that I have, like, I don't have air conditioning up here in the mountains, but I have heat because I need heat and lights and electricity and indoor plumbing. Like I'm so thankful for all that, but it's the modern world, however great it is, has disconnected us from nature um, a lot, which, you know, to, to our detriment in, in many ways, you know, Um, it's, it's, we don't, in one way is like, we feel like we don't need to take care of the earth as well because we're so disconnected from it. We don't even realize like how we're part of it and how important it is. Um, so I don't know, I guess I just had to get a my soapbox about that for a little bit. Well, I mean, I agree too, because it's like back in the day when, before they had electricity, people actually had to go to bed when it got dark, Mm -hmm. you know, stay up all hours if we want. And, And nowadays, you know, it, it's easy just to sit on your computer or your phone all day and stay in your house and never even go outside for days mm-hmm. at a time. And it's mm-hmm. kind of sad because nature really does, ah, really just opens up your soul. It makes you feel mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. It's vitamin N, vitamin nature. It's so important. Yes. And your vitamin and it's funny, D. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. And the real vitamin, vitamin D that we get from being outside. <laughs> you know, it's funny because my kids, um, they, some, I mean, I think they're used to it by now, but sometimes they get a little frustrated because, you know, like we try to eat seasonally too. So it's like, 
oh yeah, you know, um, oranges aren't in season right now. So we'll get them when they're in season or, you know, that's another way you can start kind of connecting to the earth is paying attention to what's in season then. And it's actually not that hard because whatever's on sale at the grocery store, <laughs> the produce yeah. aisle is usually what's and in season. it's cheaper, right? <laughs> exactly. So it's not that bad at all. Um, so there's so many benefits to, to, to living seasonally. And I just love, and I won't go too much detail, but I love how it all connects like the seasons of the sun, the moon, and your body or your, the, the goddess, I like to call it the sun, moon, and the goddess, they all sort of line up together. So if you are a woman who's cycling, like all the energies of the seasons, they'll line up with the four phases of your cycle, same as the four phases of the moon. But in general, like let's start, if we start with winter, so that would line up with like our inner winter, which is like our menstrual cycle or the new moon. And so when we think of winter, right, we think of, you know, going inward, cozying up by the fire. Our ancestors probably cozied up by the hearth fire and told stories. And it was, you were with much more intimate, like you were with just like your, your intimate, um, just your family rather than like going out and visiting other tribes or, you know, whatever the setup was. Um, it's about rest, right? It's about really nourishing. Um, so that's the same as, as winter, whether it's the season of winter outside or you're in your inner winter during your menstrual cycle, it's just like paying attention to like what those energies are at play. And it doesn't necessarily mean that like, okay, we're going to like all winter, we're going to stay inside by the fire with just our family and not have any social engagements, but it's just noticing like, um, the power of the energies of that season and actually using them rather because I'm not like, I don't like being cold, you know, like winter is not necessarily my favorite time, but once you start noticing the beauty of it and the energies of it, and really like not trying to make it something that it isn't, that's when you can start enjoying it. Right. And that's when you can start really getting the benefits out of it. So that's winter. Uh, and next would be spring, right? So spring is a transition season. So if you think of it, um, early spring feels a lot like winter, late spring feels a lot like summer. So it's when we're sort of transitioning, it's a great time for planning. So if you think our ancestors who, um, who were, um, agricultural, they were probably, or even if you have a garden or if you have a friend that has a garden, like you're planning out your garden, right? You're, you're gathering your seeds, figuring out what you want to grow. So this is a really, really great time for planning and coming up with ideas and brainstorming when winter was more of just like the internal reflection and research and stories and things like that. Um, the next springtime phase, which is your follicular phase of your cycle is a great time for, for planning and brainstorming and like starting to kind of like come out of your shell and start to be a little bit more active, right? As you move into summer and then summertime is the energy that society kind of makes us feel like we need to be in all the time. Like we need to be doing all the things all the time, like have all the social engagements, engagements, always be responding to texts right away. Like always doing, 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 right? So summer energy is the one that I feel like people can relate to the most because that's the energy that the world seems to be in most of the time, right? Can you relate to like any of oh, what yeah. I've been saying so far? Yeah, totally, totally, yes. Awesome. So, so yeah, like, like what I was saying with winter, it's like understanding the energy of that time, whether it's what's outside in the season or what's going on with your internal season and using it as like, as your superpower. Right. Um, and then same with, with spring and now with summer. So now summertime, yes, now is the time to be going out and doing the thing. So like 
but that's, you can do that because you spent winter resting and researching and thinking, and then you spent spring planning and brainstorming, coming up with ideas. And now you're ready to jump into summer and summer's not going to burn you out because you were able to be nourished leading up to that. So then you have your summertime where like we can, you can do all the things and you can have the energy and it can be <laughs> summer is like always so fun. It's like, yes, I finally have energy this week or this, or this season or whatever it is. It can be really fun, but it can't last forever either. Right. So then comes fall, another one of those transition seasons. And that's when um, we're again, now we're preparing for that winter time. So we're either like hunting and gathering, drying out like meat that the, that the men hunted, right. Or the medicine women are gathering the herbs to dry out so that they can have them over winter. Um, so it's a lot of like, it's, this is a time of like a lot of work. So farmers, like this is their harvest time. This is their busy season. It's a lot of just like head down. Let's get the work done. Um, for your, your, your inner, um, autumn, it's your luteal phase. So it's the second half of your cycle, like the week or so before your period. So this is the time when your moods maybe aren't as stable. Maybe you're more irritable. So it's a good time to be doing like solo work, doing stuff like accounting or, um, editing or things that it's just, it's not like the group work that you were doing of the summer, but just like head down, like detail oriented, let's get this work done. Um, it's a really great time for that. But a lot of times we forget that you also need to celebrate during this time, celebrate the fruits of your labor because you're working hard all summer. You're really, really working in the autumn to get ready and prepare for winter. So don't forget to just take a minute, rest, sit with yourself and celebrate, celebrate the fruits of your labor, right? That's why we have Thanksgiving. That's why we celebrate Thanksgiving. We're celebrating the end of the harvest season, the end of all this work culminating. Let's celebrate so that we can move back into winter and we're prepared for winter because we did all that, everything that we needed to do over spring, summer, fall to prepare for the winter where it's okay to rest. It's okay to take that time to be with yourself, to be with your family, to feel nourished because you, you did everything you needed to do leading up to that. And now you can get a little bit more rest and, and really replenish. So that's sort of the cycle of the seasons. Yeah, I, I like that a lot because you can totally plan your homeschool around this mm -hmm. too, for yeah. sure, right? Because, you know, okay, we're just coming off of summer and my summer was really busy. We were doing the things. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> and when fall starts coming around, we're like, okay, I'm ready to be back into the routine, make things mm -hmm. work, right? Yeah, routines feel so good at this time of year, right? Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. And then I think, you know, probably a lot of times we could go more into the nourishing part of winter time. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we don't. And I know a lot of people love to start planning for the next fall in the spring when we're not even mm -hmm. done yet. And then we beat ourselves up over it. Like, I haven't even finished this school year. Why am I planning for next year? <laughs> because it, it just feels right, right? Yeah, that's the energy. That's the energy that's around you. So go for it. Use, use that energy when it's there, right? Don't ever, that's one amazing thing about once you start living cyclically like this is you never feel guilty because you know like where it's coming from. You don't feel guilty when you need to rest. You don't feel guilty for planning like way ahead of time. You, you don't feel guilty when you need some solo time and you just need to work on your own because that's, that's what the, your superpower is during that time. Yeah, that's good. 
because too, I think, you know, you said most people are in the summer energy and, and probably really what happens is we're in, you know, fall, like a more pulled back a little bit, summer and fall, winter and spring, and then double summer in summer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> but yeah, th those are really good things to be aware of for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to understand that. So how do you use this to this, these patterns of these energies of the seasons in your homeschool? Like, I mean, I said a few things, but give us some examples. Yeah. So like I said, this is, yeah, yeah, this is my, this is my first year homeschooling. So I haven't even done, like I, I started the end of July. So I started a little bit early, but you know, I have, you know, I've just done like late summer into early fall almost, I guess, of homeschooling, but um, I really use it with, with my inner, with my inner seasons and my cycles. So I always know going into the week, like what my energy is going to be that week. Um, so for example, if I'm in the, the early half of my cycle, like my spring summer part of my cycle, I know I'm going to have the energy. So like, let's go on field trips. Let's do some really fun science experiments. Like let's get outside and, you know, and learn by doing more. Right. And then when I'm in the second half of my cycle where I want to be more inward and I have less energy, I'm not going to be planning like a bazillion, like, um, play dates with our other homeschooling friends or field trips, or like, I'm, I'm it's going to be sort of like the bare minimum kind of stuff. Um, and then as your kids get, like, my kids aren't really old enough to be doing like research projects and stuff like that. But as your kids get older, like, even if you have girls that are cycling too, like, like I mentioned during your menstrual cycle is a great time for like reflection and research. So like that time of the month is a really good time to like do more of the inward stuff. Like me and my kids, they're not super into it yet, but I'm going to keep trying to do like journaling in the morning and like have like a journal prompt of the day. Like, um, they don't have to do it every day. Like if you're super into journaling and you love doing it and you want your kids to get involved, like they might not feel like doing it every day, but like certain times of the month, like, or certain times of the year, depending on what the energies are, like it might be more fun to do. So those are just like a couple examples, I guess, of how I plan things out. I don't know if you want like more specifics or if that makes sense. No, that's really good. So what you're saying is you're kind of taking the pattern of the seasons in the year and you're mm -hmm. tying them to like your cycles. So it's almost like you go through all four seasons in a month, every 20. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and like, then it's, yeah. So you're doing the field trips on that week when you know you have more energy and, mm -hmm. and then you're doing the journaling when you are on your period and you're like, mm -hmm. yeah, a little more reflective and yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then it's like, this is why I mentioned earlier on, I was like, okay, could get confusing. Cause you're like, well, it's summer outside, but I'm in my winter phase. So like, what do I do? So, and this is where it's just, you kind of like, once you start noticing the energies, like, and you start like understanding yourself and your body, like we were talking about in the beginning, like listening to your body and knowing what it needs and when, then you'll just see how the energies kind of play off of each other. Right. And sometimes maybe the, the seasonal energy that's going on outside will feel a lot stronger. Sometimes maybe your internal energy will feel a lot stronger. And the, the, the way to like really get in touch with that is just start paying attention to it every day. I like to tell people to have three checkpoints, at least two checkpoints during the day, like morning and night, but it's nice if you can have like a mid afternoon checkpoint. So like when you wake up, 
just say like, okay, what do I feel like doing today? How many times do we ask ourselves that or ask our kids that like, all right, first thing in the morning before anything like, you know, kind of dilutes what's going on. Like, what do you feel like doing today? Because that's probably a really good sign of what you should be doing that day because you're taking in without even realizing like the energies around you. Like maybe today you feel like, like today my daughter told me, she's like, I just kind of feel like doing school on the couch today. Like she just kind of felt like being like a little bit more chilled out today. So I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Like, let's bring your computer down there and we can, you know, start working on school and hang out on the couch today, you know? So that's a really good way to just start. You don't need to make it into like a, like this whole, I don't know, especially my engineering brain, like it could very easily become this very complicated spreadsheet, right? like what I'm supposed to be doing every week or every day, but just start by asking yourself in the morning or like if, well, yeah, start by asking yourself in the morning, what do I feel like doing today? And of course, like you can't plan homeschool like day out, like you need a little bit more planning than that, but like beginning of each week, like, okay, this is the phase that I'm going to be in. What makes sense for this week? But like, checking in with yourself more often than just like once a month or once a week, like really checking in is a really great way to start, just like start slowly kind of getting into this and you'll start seeing how it can affect your life and your planning and and everything. And everyone's going to be different, right? Yeah, for sure. And I love that you bring up this balance because there, there is really a balance between following your intuition and what you feel like, but also following what you're choosing to do with your plan. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if, if we only ever did what we felt like, well, then probably we would all just lay on the couch and eat chocolate. and watch. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, there's always still that sense of conscience and responsibility as well that we're balancing with. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because or brought that up because the first question, right, is what do I feel like doing today? The second question is, how can I fit that into what needs to be done today? Right. Like, so it's not like we're going to drop everything and just to hang out on the couch because that's what we feel like. But it's like, okay, this is what I have planned to get done today. Hopefully it's semi in alignment with whatever your energy is for the week. And this is what we feel like doing. So maybe I feel like reading a book today and like not really doing much, but we need to like finish up this assignment or whatever. It's like, okay, well, we'll, we'll do the, the things that need to be done, but let's make sure we make time for the thing that we want that I feel like doing or that you feel like doing. Right. So it's a matter of, like you said, just being conscious of like, you know, not just letting everything get out of control and let everything fall off the wayside, but getting done what needs to get done, but make sure you plan in those times that are really honoring you and your body and your energy and your kids' bodies and their energy as well. Yeah, that's so good too. Cause I think sometimes, especially as adults, which we talked about at the beginning, we can get so sucked into the whole responsibility thing that we all sometimes only end up doing the things that we should do. Mm-hmm. And we never remember to do the things that we would enjoy. Right. Yeah. We want life to feel good, right? We want to have fun. And yes, there's plenty of things that like need to be done. And, but if we don't make time, if you don't consciously make time for the things that feel good, then you're rarely ever going to get to them. So you've got to ask yourself that question, those two questions, what do I feel like doing and how can I honor that today? How can I fit it into my day? Yeah. I like that. How can I honor that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. That's so good. And two, you know, just sometimes as moms, we can get so like sometimes lost in trying to make sure we're doing everything for our kids. 
mm-hmm. and, and helping raise them. And I'm not saying that's bad, you know, cause that is, you know, as a mom heart, our mom heart mm-hmm. want to help our kids, mm-hmm. but sometimes we forget, Hey, there's actually some things that I still enjoy too. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. There's the point, whereas in the, oh, I just had all these kids and in the middle of that, somebody asked me what it was that I wanted or that I'd enjoy. I couldn't answer them. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that happens to so many moms too. It's so hard. And I mean, it makes sense, you know, like, like you said, you've got your mom heart and you want to do everything. You want your kids to be happy because when they're happy, you're happy, but you don't want to forget how to make yourself happy too. Yeah. Because it can't just depend on them. That's a lot mm-hmm. of pressure to put on your right. kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't want that pressure. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, definitely. We get happiness from our kids and, and seeing them, you know, learn and grow, but mm-hmm you know, there are those things from our childhood mm-hmm. that we did enjoy and exactly. that we still enjoy. And maybe some of those we don't want to enjoy again. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Too. <laughs> right. For sure. know, there are those yeah. things that are a part of us. So yeah, I like those questions. Those are really good. Okay. So, all right. Well, I think our time is about up, but I want to thank you so much for sharing this perspective of trying to live within your energies and paying attention to you Mm -hmm. (laughs) and how you're feeling and how you can honor that too. Mm -hmm. So can you let us know where we can find you to contact you if we want to get to know you more? (laughs) For sure. For sure. So I love hanging out on Instagram. That's my favorite place to be. So you can find me there at MLB family wellness. That's MLB like major league baseball is my initials. Family wellness. And also before I forget, I did put together, I'm not sure if I told you yet either, but I put together a, um, a free gift for, for the listeners and I'll, I'll give you the, the link to it, but it should be at start.mlbfamilywellness.com slash heroes. And I'm putting together a guide for you guys so that you can, you don't have to like listen to this and take notes on all the energies again, but it'll be like, just like a quick reference sheet to help you kind of start, you know, asking those questions and start using these energies for, for planning your homeschool or whatever it is. So it'll be like a little cheat sheet for you guys to reference. So we'll make sure the, the link for that is in the show notes as well. Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you so much. That'll be cool to get that. Yeah. And also I wanted to mention too, Michelle's actually our um, guest trainer this month in the Hero Journey membership as well. So she's going to go in deeper and give us more details on this as well. So that is awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. I think that's going to be really fun because um, I, I talk about this a lot, but I haven't, I'm relatively new to the homeschool community. So it's been really fun for me starting to brainstorm more ideas about how this can benefit homeschool moms. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's just, it's, it's really good information too, because a lot of times I think homeschool moms feel like we just have to go, 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 go all the time because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. we don't want to let our kids down, but mm-hmm. good to nourish and sometimes the plan and sometimes it's good to do things and sometimes it's good to work you know yep yep exactly (laughs) and celebrate our harvest for sure yes let's not forget the celebration that's always important and fun yes for sure well thank you so much I appreciate it well thank you it was so much fun to talk to you you too 
Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.